Hello everyone, I hope you're having a great day, but if not, you're about to. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. If you've ever wondered what it was like to work on a cruise ship, well, this is what we're about. Old and new crew members telling their stories in their own words of what it was like to work on a cruise ship. So come on over to the pool bar, order up a hurricane or a rum punch, sit back, relax, because it's time for My Ship Story. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. We are back today with a good friend of mine, uh, Murph. Some people used to call you Pops and uh, Michael Murphy, but uh, <laughs> an asshole something, you know. Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. got many names, but I, I only uh, knew him mostly as Murph. Uh, we worked on ships. We brought out the, the Majesty together. And I know Eric had worked with Murph as well. So uh, before we get rolling on Murph here, let's check in with uh, Brad and Eric and uh, see what's going on with you guys today. Hey, so, you know, not to bring the room down, but I did want to just mention because, uh, you know, I think it's kind of important to let everybody know that unfortunately, a day ago, a couple of days ago, you know, one of uh, an old Royal Caribbean cast member that we worked with uh, passed away by the name of Elaine Bretz. And so, you know, just well wishes to her family and we're going to miss her a lot. Uh, so I just wanted to just a little shout out to Elaine that, you know, we're thinking about her. But yeah, so that's let's hard. move on. It's hard. It's definitely hard to, hard to hear yeah. that. That's tough. Yeah. And yeah. our long, everybody, I think everybody in here knows and remembers uh, Dave Bentley as well. Um, it's been a few years now, but um, man, you know, these stories, uh, a lot of them include Dave Bentley and, and even my ship story when we pulled into the 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 village in Saint Nazaire he uh, he took to control and through that whole thing he put that uh, whole band together he was he was the one that really made that music happen on that ship yeah yeah well hey uh, Murph yeah welcome to the show excited to have hey. you it's been a while since I've talked to you uh, I know we did a test video just to see if everything's going to work um, yesterday right. but other than that I think uh, it's been since the reunion, reunion. cruise right that was and, fun and that was a lot of fun. Before that, it was like 25 years. <laughs> yeah, it was when uh, one of us left the Majesty. I forget who left. Was it you or uh, maybe me? I don't, I don't know. I left. I was on the Majesty for you know two years and and left and went to the Empress. But uh, yeah. let's uh, let's start with Merv. So hey, uh, Merv, just uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, a little background, what you did before the ships, and how you came on ships. Yeah, I, I, I'm from the Cincinnati area. I live over in Kentucky, and at the time they were uh, doing a lot of movies, shooting a lot of movies in Cincinnati, and I was a uh, carpenter craft service you're on the crew somewhere doing some films uh paramount studios in cincinnati gave me a call one day and said uh hey murph uh you know how to weld i said no then he said <laughs> do you have a passport I said, what <laughs> I, said, I said yeah yeah i got a passport and he says we'll come into work monday so i was doing lights and sound for some production companies and you know doing the films and stuff and uh went into went into the uh, paramount shop and they told me about uh, a cruise ship they were building to set some props for the majesty of the seas and they asked me if i wanted to go to france once it was built put it all together so yeah great fine a lot of fun so spent six months building the sets and props for Imaginique showstoppers and live at the one. Copa. Live at the Copa. Oh no, uh, no. live at the Copa. No blood, no Copa. <laughs> um, that's another story. Um, 
<laughs> so like two weeks before we already sent all the all the gear over to France uh, on some sort of big steamboat or something shipping container. And then they called me up and said, uh, Murph, we've got a problem. There's supposed to be six guys on the crew going over to spend six weeks. That was the whole plan to spend six weeks rigging the ship up uh, before they turned it over to the Norwegians. I said, oh, crap, I'm the, I'm the newest guy. I'm staying home. He said, well, we can only get five tickets on Monday to go over to France. Would you mind going over a day and a half early? by yourself <laughs> you're gonna send me to france for a day and a half by myself yeah i'll bite the bullet so uh <laughs> was in san Isaire at the hotel the crew comes over we do the rigging uh spent six weeks there working with the french and, and everybody met you guys met met the state staff i was still a subcontractor most of our crew went back to the states flew back me and two other guys stayed on the ship for the rehearsals just in case Halfway across the Atlantic, uh, Cindy, remember Cindy? Cindy Warren? She was the original lighting person on the Majesty when we did the crossing. God, don't remember she, her. She told, she told him halfway, God love her, that halfway across uh, the Atlantic that she was going to have a baby. <laughs> oh, wow. So she, so she couldn't, uh, she couldn't do the gig. Huh. Oh, big panic. They don't have a, a lighting person. And uh, I was having fun hanging out with Jan, one of the, the uh, the hair cutters on the ship were staying in the same hotel we were staying in. John Hearn, the safety officer. Oh yeah, John Hearn, I remember him. Was dating and finally, and finally married Chrissy, uh, yeah. one, of the, one yeah. of the hair cutters. Yeah. One of the hair cutters, and him and I hit it off. Both of us ex-military, all of the other, you know, British Navy, yeah. American Air Force, that GI Joe crap. <laughs> we got to be friends. So it turns out they're looking for a lighting guy. I don't know if I said to Jan, I'll do it, or if Jan said to me, you want to do it? <laughs> Somewhere along the line, Jan and you know, everybody, you know, they, they said, go ahead and hire Murph. So they hired me mid-Atlantic. So I went from subcontractor to a crew member. Uh, we hit New York. I flew back home, took care of business, and then flew into Miami and got on Majesty. And I didn't do the New York to Miami run, and I didn't do the first, was it one or two cruises to nowhere? Oh, the yeah. the media cruises, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do any of them. Yeah, I my, remember my you got cruise. off like uh, we 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 arrived in New York and you got off and then and you hopped back on in Miami, didn't didn't you? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that giant Paramount tool chest that we had to lug around for you. <laughs> <laughs> that had Man. all the magic in it. They had all the magic in it. <laughs> had all the magic in it. Do you remember? You, you know what's funny? Uh, do Do you remember? What was it? Four days in the middle of the crossing, we had like they shut everything down for like a couple of days because what is it? The hydroplane things? What is it? The stabilizers? They weren't yeah. working, and we were we had two or three days of like 45 foot swells. Yeah, we were in some. It was my first time on a, on a boat, right? I spent four years in Air Force and 10 years at sea, but uh, that crossing was a bitch, man. I, I heard 48 foot, I heard 44 foot or 54 foot, whatever it was. It was I know for sure we're you there you could raise the elevators on stage right scott yeah and then when the ship started pitching the right way you could jump up the ship would come down you could grab the lighting grid yeah yeah and then at the last second when it started rocking the other way you could let go and and fall about this far and it was actually about what nine and a half twelve feet yeah, I, I think that is and I and I have to as wild as it was, I have to say thank you for those wild days at sea, because 
nothing ever could get any worse than that. And, right. you know, because everything shut down, we were all plastered because the, the crew was training on us, the waiters, the dinner and stuff. So right. all of our alcohol and everything was free. We didn't have any work. Um, I remember um, Christian Solder home and Greg and I, Todd was just making fun of us because, you know, he thought we were stupid, but we were, <laughs> we were running up and down deck eight to see how far we, we could, we could go when the ship would do that. Oh God! Yeah, and I, I think I cracked was... a rib uh, on a you know when I came down and hit a door, but I think because of that, I I have never been seasick uh, since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was probably the only time that I felt because I was really hungover, and the roughest day was that hangover day, and that was the only time that I felt a little like little queasy on board, and I was like the bad day to pick. Oh. To be like super hungover. I remember like you'd walk in the hallways and you would just be going zigzagging just completely across. God, I just well, remembered something. Um, that when we did immigration in the, in New York, I am hammered. I mean, you know, what was what? It was about two o'clock in the morning. What it time? Was, it was you late. Know? I think we got in like right around like like right around. I think we docked at around midnight and then we had to yeah. get immigration on and get everybody through. And it took a, like an hour and a half or two hours. So <laughs> it took a while and everybody was dying to get off the ship. We were in the decks. They were in the, set up the deck seven lounge doing immigration. My first time right. doing immigration. Yeah. Um, Jan's there because he's helping with the subcontractors and stuff. The guy says, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking drunk, man. He goes, oh, what you do on board? He said, man, I partied. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, what did you do on board? I told you, man, I partied my ass off. <laughs> man, I don't fucking know who these guys are. And then Jan goes, Murph, this is American Customs and Immigrations. Uh, they don't have a sense of humor. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was a subcontractor, and I've been partying. And they, they said, get out of here, you drunk. And they sent me on my way. God bless America. Just for the record, U.S. Immigration and Customs has zero uh, sense of humor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, we could do another 20 minutes on me telling. They, they, they ran a, a bloody dog on one of my ships once when I was production manager. Uh, sound guy calls me up and says, Hey, Murph, somebody's messing around with the console. Buttons are pushed and levers. It took him 20 minutes to reset the console. Same thing happened next week. Third week, I'm up in the booth looking down in the middle, middle of the house. And there's Customs running a dog over the DDA sound console. <laughs> Man, oh, Scott, you know me. I come out, I come busting out. Get that dog off of my console. Get that mutt off of my console <laughs> now. You know who we are? I don't give a f- And I, I mean, I'm laying into it. Send me home. I don't freaking care. I mean, I'm an American. I pulled Karen like you wouldn't believe. I'm an American <laughs> citizen. You can't do nothing to me. You realize how much work you're causing my guys to do? Get him. Get that freaking mud off of there. And when they, the, the, the dog jumped off and I was still running down, I'm going, sorry, puppy, for calling you a mutt. And then went into him. And security standing there going, oh, Murph, no, don't do that. No, man, look how no. much work. Look, look how much work they're causing. Good for you, Murph. Good for oh, you. Oh, no, screw them. Screw yeah, them. see, as screw, them, screw those guys because yeah. they, they, they relish in being dicks. So as a purser, we couldn't do that because we had to deal with them week in and week out, and they could make our lives miserable, so we couldn't do that. I mean, they would ask us for anything, 
and we had to do it. I mean, I had somebody oh, I at, at 7 a.m. We're doing uh, passenger immigration. At 7 a.m., this person comes on and says, I want a turkey sandwich. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I, you want me to get you a turkey sandwich at, you know, at 7 in the morning? The, 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 I had to beg somebody in F&B to make me a turkey sandwich so I could please this immigration officer. Now, the good thing was that from then on, she was really cool with me. And if I fucked up, she was like, ah, it's okay. I got it covered. Just give me a turkey sandwich. Ship. I was walking off the ship <laughs> yeah. in Miami one day. I don't know who the lady was. I've already been on the boat like two and a half years. I spent four years on the Majesty. Oh, wow. Um, I loved it. So I'm walking off the boat, and here's this nasty woman going, I-95. And then, you know, the crew's yeah. showing their I-95. I-95! I mean, she's really being a, you know, a, yeah. she's being a bitch. So she comes up to me and, I, and says, I-95. I said, yes, ma'am. You go out here, you turn right. <laughs> and once you get to Bayside, you'll see the signs for I-95. I-95! Yes, ma'am. If you're looking for I-95, give me your I-95. So what's that? Your immigration. Oh, I'm an American citizen. Why didn't you tell me? You didn't ask me. You, you asked me where ask. I-95 was. I don't know what an I-95 is. You know, yeah. I don't have one. So what do I know what a 95 is? It's down there on the right. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Hey, hey oh, Murph, yeah. let's get into uh, let's get into some uh, wild party stories and stuff. You know, we were talking to <laughs> we were talking to, let's see, Jennifer um, San Martino and Jan. And we got on the subject of uh, of celebrities and, you know, oh, the no. wants, the needs and stuff. So who is you? Who do you think your favorite celebrity was and who was your worst celebrity um, or that you have a favorite celebrity? Story. Wow. It's it's one of those. Wow. Do you want to go nice? Oh, Jesus. That's hard, man. Rain, of course, is up there. Scott Record, of course, is definitely up there. Billy Fellows is up there. How? Um, oh, I forgot uh, about Billy Fellows. He was he was really cool. Uh, the guy um, from Sean Anna. Remember him? Oh, yeah. John. John Bowser. Bouncer, yeah. But there's so many of them where, where being the lighting guy, I could I could play, you know, I could I could play my art. So depending on who the act was, I could get really artsy fartsy and really enjoy the hell out of it. Like with Ring. Oh my god, Dominic Allen. Yeah. You know, I really liked lighting his oh, shows. Yeah. yeah. Like well, Scott Record, uh there were a lot of them. Clint Holmes was, you know, his his show just Hey, let me go back to Scott Record. All right. Yeah. So uh, uh Brad, do you know when I you know who this show. guy is? Brad? I don't. Scott Record, uh, Eric. I I the, remember the name oh, and I remember the seeing the show. I so the I remember him coming familiar. on. Because remember, Scott, I used to when I first started, I was the, an assistant person at the desk, and when they came on in Grand Cayman, I checked them in. Right. So I I knew the, all the people that were coming on. So I got to know all the names, and I was a fan of the shows. So I was out a lot when I was on The Majesty. What? Uh, uh, okay, so he is. A, he, I mean, he's a all around com, a, com, a comedian. It was mostly a musician, but he did this one bit. New York, and, New York. New York, New York. And Murph. Uh, so that that is actually where I'm going with this. So Murph, tell me. Well, actually, backstory on this. He does this bit about New York, New York. You know, when all the performers came on, they did the song New York, New York in their own version and their own way and stuff. But he did it as a uh, yeah. he did it as a skip a skipped record. Oh yes, that's right. That's and, right. I remember so, that now. Yeah. So, so Murph, <laughs> my my question to you: What was going through your mind the the first time you ever heard that being played? I think it was David Bentley. Like I remember Scott Record going, "Don't question don't anything. Don't question it. Read it. Read what you're saying. Don't don't listen to it. Just play what you what's in front of you." Yeah. Um, 
it was cut on three, four, and four, four bars. He was, uh, when he wrote that, he's a percussionist. Uh, he told me when he wrote that he was uh, like might have been under the influence. So I was going to gonna say definitely drunk and high uh, or both. It's it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And I busted a guy in Vegas doing that act. And oh. I told Scott and he got a lawyer on his ass. And I forget this guy's name is from Sweden. Basically stole half of Scott's act. All oh, the wow. intros, all the bits, the jokes. Oh, no. Wow. I got on the Scott like that night emailing and uh cease and desist uh, um murph tell tell uh, brad and eric i know the whole story i was there and we witnessed you completely flip out um when jerry lewis um beat the uh beat the crap out of the the baby man i almost beat the crap out of him (laughs) we we got we got this you should have beautiful gosh i just wish you would have and you know he turned around you know he he cooked his freaking spaghetti dinner after the meal one night for all all the uh uh the the crew staff and cruise director of the crew and their girlfriends and shit. Yeah, he, he's vacillated between asshole and a good guy. He had this bit where he took a cane and would beat the top of the piano. And we had a beautiful white grand piano and he started beating it with that cane. And I just had a freaking cow. <laughs> uh, he's marking up my, then Chiz, his drummer, he's got these big marching cymbals and he mm-hmm. did this thing where he hit the marching cymbals and threw them off the, off the drum stand. And they took a chunk like that out of the leg, this beautiful oh, white piano. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't happy. It's not as bad as the day I cut that magician's pyro cable. <laughs> hey, oh, who's I, that? Hey. Was that the musician? I mean, was that the guy who was on? He, they were part. Was it Imaginique that that was part of the show that they were well, in? Yeah, but it was, uh, uh, not the early on. This is um, another guy who thought he was. He, he put on this Asian look, oh, but he wanted no. to hang pyro up, but he and he hung a pyro in front of the center video projectors, and the lenses were plastic. Mm-hmm. And I told him, no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that because uh, fire. Okay, fine, no problem. So he does the first show. I'll be goddamn. He snuck up there and put him back up. Well, right before second show, I took my fucking Gerber and I cut every freaking pyro line he had. And he had no special effect, that piece of shit. I told him no. Because I went up there and looked, he pitted, he was pitting the. He's the guy that had, when there was a fire on one of the boats, was trying to drag his props out to put him in a lifeboat. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god that's too funny oh yeah oh, oh, i got god. a million of them I, I got 10 years of these people going oh god so murph there's one thing that i specifically remember about you Uh-oh. and that's during she, the she wasn't that fat was she <laughs> <laughs> now that i definitely wouldn't know uh, <laughs> but I remember you, I used to see the shows on us, and I just remember you really enjoying blinding the shit out of the audience <laughs> during the, it was a, a chorus line, right? Where the mirrors were all up in a certain way, right? and you oh, flash the lights, and the, the audience would just react like this, like holy shit! You would blind the shit out of them, and I just look back, and I could just see this. Big smile on your face. <laughs> Didn't you love doing that? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. 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 That's why that's why we call them crowd pleasers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that we gotta smoke, go from the that and the we, smoke. I I used to like to set a lot of the smoke off so oh, I man. see the little Filipino Filipino guards come in because the alarms would go off on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We got to hear about the story about the uh, massive pyro that you didn't tell anybody about rain. Oh, you mean the loud one? 
Uh, yeah, the the yeah. comment, the comment, it, it was in everything. The the fire alarms went off. We got mentioned in the comment yeah, cards. Yeah, well, I did kind of make it loud. <laughs> I kind of overdid it. We had those um, federal marshals on, and the detonator was down near Bentley Stage Right Orchestra Pit. So I'd have to leave, go down there, and I had line of sight to everything. And when I pushed a button and it went bang, two of the guys came off and started spinning around and grabbing their guns that they didn't have. And then the other one started covering the wives. You know, they looked, oh, shit, it's part of the show. And I got to talking to them. They were, they were federal agents, and they thought <laughs> there was an explosion and somebody was shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Bentley and Love, oh, he loved it. Okay. Him, him and Frank Green, him and Frank Green, he, uh, you know, Frank did pretty well for himself. He did. Yeah. It was a trumpet player uh, on the David Letterman for a long time. Yeah, he's still with Paul Schaefer. Paul yeah. Schaefer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So was David Bentley on The Majesty in 95? Because I went back to The Majesty in 95. I did Might one more been. contract on there. So Might I ended been. up in the cabin next to the the bandmaster, and, uh, and he hated me because I had people over every night and we were drinking every night. And I just don't remember if it was him or not. Was he like an older dude? And he didn't, he was very quiet and he didn't really, he didn't Dave, really. Dave knew how to party. Oh, so it wasn't Dave then. Yeah, he wasn't, be- he wasn't quiet. Okay. It wasn't Dave. There was another bandmaster who just absolutely hated me and like it, reported me. I had the security in my, no matter how quiet <laughs> I, was, I had security in my cabin every single night. Oh, what a drag. Yeah. What yeah, but drag. he signed off. He signed off, and it was all good. Hey, Murph, do you have any uh, – any? you're probably your favorite story. My favorite story. Crazy story. I mean, there's so many, but what was your favorite ship? Oh, it's got to be the Majesty. Jan told me, you know, stage goddess that she is. She told me that uh, you'll always love your first boat. And, you know, there's no doubt about it. That was my first exposure to them. Mm-hmm. I was on, you know, some bigger boats later on. But the Majesty was just, it's just the perfect size. It was the third one out of the box. They had the formula right, you know, as far as I'm concerned. I think these 5,000, 6,000 passenger right. ships. Jesus Christ, man, how many crew purses are on? If you got 2,000 oh, freaking crew, come I on, I can't you even guys. imagine. You poor bastards. Um, yeah, no, I can't even imagine working on a ship that big. I remember, like, when the Sovereign changed to three and four day, all the purses were like, get me the hell. I don't want to be on that ship. I'm not oh, doing yeah. three and four day thinking yeah. that ship was big. And now right. you can imagine the size of the ships doing yeah. three and four day. Yeah. Fuck, it's, no. It's, no. No, 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 no. Murph had brought up a, a thing um, that I completely forgot about. Um, I remember when... Uh, we talked about this with Todd. I remember when I was on the gangway with somebody when the when the line snapped in Saint Nazaire. Oh but, God, uh, yeah. Uh, Murph was uh, reminded us uh, that the Majesty was actually supposed to be the second ship come out yeah, because yeah. the fire and they cut it and and uh, is, is that right? The, Ma- the Majesty was going to be number three. The Monarch had the fire and they were yeah. building the front half of it and they took the first 110 feet off the Monarch when they had the Monarch fire. And since they were building the Majesty, anyway, they just took the front end of the Madge and right. stuck it on and then rebuilt the front end of the Madge. I forgot yeah. all about that. Crazy. And then those yeah. two ships came out pretty close back yeah. to back very yeah. quickly. Instead of yeah. having a longer period, yeah. they were just very closely. There was like maybe, I think, six, was it six months apart or something like that? It wasn't yeah. too far. Yeah. It was less than a year. Well, when those yeah. when those lines snapped, uh, you know, Bucky about fell freaking overboard. Bucky was going, remember he had to go up the gangway. There was no gangway uh, mm-hmm. uh, ground level. You had to go up those seven, that circular erector set. 
and then go across on the deck deck four, the promenade deck. That's when the, the, the houses broke when they got hit by that wind. Bucky was walking off the ship across that gangway, and the drummer for Bill Barron's band, Keith, grabbed him and pulled him back on just as the gangway slid into the water. And Bucky's feet was on the gangway <laughs> when that wow. happened. And he, Bucky did pretty good for himself. Yeah, yeah, he's doing really well. I mean, yep. you go out to Las Vegas and look up at Harris Casino, you see his big, ugly mug up there. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> you know, he's doing yeah. really well. I'm proud of that guy. He's a, it, isn't that funny that guy. you, like, you know, everybody hears, like, your name up in the lights and, you know, your name on the billboards. And he is actually, literally on his name and lights in the billboards. And, and humble as hell about it, dude. I mean, we're standing mm-hmm. underneath. I saw him out there in Vegas at Thanksgiving a couple of years ago. I'm standing underneath his picture, and I go, Buck, that's you. I know. I can't believe it. You know, <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. yeah. I hope they start back up out there once this thing goes away. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Bucky, uh, you know, when I when I was the latecomer to the Majesty, and I came, you know, on the last flight over, yada, yada, and um, – when, you know, I had like 25 bucks or 20 bucks to my name because I, you know, spent it all on emergency passport and stuff. It was uh, and actually Penny had taken me, taken care of me over there. But she introduced me to Bucky. And of course, Greg was his brother, introduced me to Bucky and stuff. And uh, Bucky was like, hey, here, you know, and he gave me like a, a couple hundred bucks and out of his pocket. And he's like, hey, just, you know, just just pay yep. me back whenever you can. If you don't, great, whatever, you know, just, to, you know. Yep. It's your first time. Don't have a bad taste in your mouth. But he was yep. he was awesome. Bucky yeah, and Penny. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I I don't think I would have made it if it wasn't Penny. for both. Okay, Penny. I'm gonna tell the story. I'm the new guy. Yeah, uh, you know, military, all this other horse shit. I never thought I'd be so stupid. <laughs> I, I'm in the I, I'm in the thinking about it. I was stupid. I'm in the my cabin and I hear somebody go dolphin alert. I go running out into the hallway and go where. <laughs> <laughs> Penny, Penny comes out. She's naked. <laughs> uh, she might have had, and she stood there with her hands on her hips. She goes, outside your porthole, stupid. And I went, oh, yeah, right. Shoot. Wait a minute. She was naked. So I went back out and I looked at the porpoises that were going up and down like that. I was like, oh, my God. That is hilarious. Now, I got it. I got a that. Why? But that triggered a memory when I think Todd and Greg and I totally fell for this and got sucked into a fog watch i was right in the middle of that do you, do you guys did you guys have to do that eric jan no jan told me about fog watch right she was telling us all and then I, we were all there that's right and she and the, i said something she put her hand on my knee which meant shut up so she told <laughs> us all about fog watch they left and i go jan doesn't this ship have Doppler radar and you have to worry about fog coming in through the portholes and shit. What's that all about? She goes, listen, bullshit. And she told me what fog watch was all about. Yeah. So, so why don't you guys explain to people that might be listening that don't know what fog watch is. Snipe hunting, submarine races. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's completely a non-existent bullshit. Okay, hey, you get but, a nice piece of paper and you get taught all these sig- hand signals 
it, depending on the ship. I give the best fog watches, by the way. You can ask Captain Press Carnage. He's called his wife to the bridge to watch me do it one night. It was brilliant. I'm brilliant. It's bullshit. It's just, <laughs> right. it's just a way to initiate new guys. You make them run around the ship with their life vest on. His passengers look like, oh, my God, what's wrong? The only thing good that came from fog watch is that is where I learned starboard, port, aft, and forward. <laughs> <laughs> port is left. Yeah, right. port is left. Yeah. Todd, you know, did, did Todd tell you the story about why he watched the monitors that night instead of doing fog watch? Uh-uh. Uh, well, he had a, he was really upset. Uh, he came out that he was gay to me because he didn't want to make a mistake. He doesn't want to be responsible for people dying and he's crying. And I was, I was, I'm going, Todd, honey, you know, he goes, Murph, I'm gay. And I went, no shit. Like, I, 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 I everybody, you, Todd. everybody I knew love Todd. You, Todd, except his roommate. I, I love Todd to death. I, to this day, I, I still love him to death. Always will. But he told me, he says, Murph, I'm gay. You can tell. Oh, God, honey. So anyway, he, I told John Hearn. And John put him in the uh, security office so he would watch all the monitor screens. So if you see any fog coming through the Sally door <laughs> it, on, on, the, on the, you know, outside of I-95, give me a call on the radio. Uh, it was. Oh, oh my God, that's God. Dude, this, was, this is why while uh, Christian and Greg and I were on deck 13, walking yeah. around that fucking ship looking for yeah. fog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually it got everybody to outside for hours up yeah. on deck in the middle of the night looking for fog, which was. And then the bridge. The best part is everybody's on the bridge watching yeah. you guys yeah. Yeah. just laughing their asses yeah. off. Yeah. Captain. Uh, press Carnish on the uh, Viking Serenade uh, asked me to pull a, a fog watch one time because his, his, like I say, his wife was on board and uh, it was, uh, it was, you know, I got the radio, I got this QSO going on with the bridge and that when I, he, he'd be talking to him, to me, say something to me about the fog and oh my God, there's over to the right, to the right. There was a lot of fog, and, but I could hear his wife laughing up there. So I got a key over top of me on the walkie talkie to stop listen to this laugh woman laughing up on the bridge and uh, i told oh just porpoises captain just porpoises it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh god mm. do you ever do when you were on a viking lemonade did you ever do any uh maneuvers with the navy eric when you were on so, the vikings i wasn't on the the serenade i took a cruise when i left oh. ships i took a three-day or four-day cruise on the lemonade once with some friends after i left uh. ships but i only i worked uh, i didn't work on the lemonade i worked on uh, Song of America, Majesty, Sovereign, Monarch, and Sun Viking. I got a, a call one day on the Viking uh, Serenade. We were doing these maneuvers with the Navy. There's a Navy ship out there and all that the helicopter and uh, submarine came up, popped up, came back down. <laughs> and the uh, guy calls me and says, Murph, there's the audio all over the... I go up to the lounge, captain's cocktails in a half an hour. There's noise. What the hell is it? And I'm looking out the window at the Navy ship trying to, you know, plug and unplug to find out what the culprit is. Every time that radar thingy would come around, it made the record heads on the cassette deck go crazy. It made all the record heads on the uh, video camera go nuts. Oh, wow. I called the bridge. The bridge called them. They shut off the radar. It kept spinning. But they shut the signal off, and the, and the, and the noise went away. That's pretty wild. Oh, man. It was. Hey, do you remember when the uh, Queen's yacht, whatever, Britannia, came in to, uh, I think it was Cozumel? No. He... <laughs> Nope, no, don't remember that at all. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> they, 
I might have been a three and a half. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I don't think she was on it, obviously, but it had it had docked next to us and and they had a helicopter pad and stuff and they and you know oh, they really? were uh, the cruise director and and a couple probably the hostess and you know the higher ups they uh, they all got invited to go tour the Britannia. Uh, we thought that was pretty cool. But on the on the Monarch, we were in Barbados and I was with uh, this English girl, English dancer. I was production manager. It was Sam. We're walking around. Here's a British guided missile cruiser, right? We're walking by it. We got to go past it to get to uh, the Monarch. Uh, she says something to him. He says, hi. Oh, you're English. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's going to give us a tour of the guided missile cruiser. Hey, Murph's digging this. You know, wow. he's, chat- he's chatting up one of the dancers. Hey, go for it, man. <laughs> but, you know, it ain't going to go nowhere. But nice tour of this uh, British Navy boat. So he takes us down. He's going to show us the fire control system where all the buttons are. Oh, cool. You know, it ain't impressing her, but it's pressing the shit out of me. <laughs> he goes down to get the keys and the guy that's supposed to pass out the keys ain't there. He reaches in under this little hole and, you know, like a teller, like a bank teller, reaches uh-huh. in. Grabs the keys and pulls them out. Hey, well, damn it. This is the keys to the thing that pushes the button and makes them go boom. And he just reaches in and grabs them like there's nothing going on. Oh, wow. And I'm going, oh, my God, so much for security. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah, well, hey, on the, uh, on, on, the, on the shows, on the ships, what, what was your, what was your uh, favorite show and, and show that you hated? Imaginique was kind of fun. The, those flying saucers were a pain in the ass. I mean, you know, <laughs> you choreograph a freaking helium, a six-foot helium two six foot helium balloons that was kind of a pain that show was fun i still uh, have a high star t-shirt so i got a high star jacket copa was a pain in the ass to put up the trees. Had, yeah the trees uh if you looked up at the wrong time you get that sparkle in your eye and you had to go uh, you cut your iris that wasn't fun shards of glass yeah yeah no blood no copa oh hey wait a minute all right i got i got one uh tell us about the uh when herb reed and the platters were on <laughs> and then we're we're running spotlights and murph thought it was a it was you or scott um one of you guys or both of you guys thought it would be funny to uh only let us hear him in the headphones <laughs> the herb reed experience uh, god love him Herb was a good guy. He really was. God love oh, yeah. him. Rest, rest in peace. But uh, and we called it the Herb Reed Experience, where we just isolated his microphone uh, instead of every microphone on stage, and it was. Do you remember? And that was it. No music. No nothing. Just. An 80 you know, the other guy. singers, the, the other the band he had with him, and the other the performers, they were fine, but <laughs> deaf as a post. And he had a wig on. He had this wig. And one day we were in the dress, dressing room, and his his wife Gail, he was putting on a shirt or or, or some sort of thing, and he was putting the sweater. But as he was putting it on, his toupe started sliding really bad. He never would admit that he had a toupee. He would never admit, and yeah. it started sliding. So I went up there and reached and got the toupee and his sweater and slid back. And I, when I looked over at his wife, Gail, she just went, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I signed off the ship in Barbados for some reason and, and with the band. And uh, we're at the airport. He goes, Murphy, last night was your birthday and you didn't tell me. Why didn't you tell me it was your birthday? And, you know, it's no big, you know, it's no big deal. Well, we could have sang happy birthday to you. That's okay. Wait a minute. And he reaches into his sock and pulls out a wad of money 
and pulls out a hundred dollar bill and says, "Here, here, have a good happy birthday." <laughs> that was cool. That was oh, yeah. cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Herb was a great guy, man. He was he was a lot of fun. That sound bit is floating around somewhere because I have heard yeah. that. I don't know if if somebody put that on YouTube, but I have heard that from an odd source sometime the past few years ago. I'll have to try to find that. What you need to find is that the the music that Bentley put together with the big band when he had four saxophones. We had Bill uh, Bill Barron in there playing sax when he had himself and uh, Brooks Sr. playing trombone. It was what? It was like a, a 12, 14, 15-piece orchestra. And find that big band stuff that we recorded that Scott Rushton engineered. It was It's incredible big band music. He was we'll going to, to try to sell it, uh, you know, to the on the ship, you know, Majesty Orchestra, and try to try to push it, but it's too much trouble trying to pay the guys. All right. You know, you know six months later, they're they're gone. We'll have so. to we'll have to get with Scott and see if he uh, if he has mm-hmm. has that recording somewhere. I think Ramey. It. I think Ramey. Ramey Wilson, the Scottish guitar player, he might have them. It's funny how this Facebook is just, you know, some of these ship friends are coming out of the bloody woodwork, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people who I th- never thought I'd ever see again or hear from. Or oh right, yeah, and that's the cool thing also about and why I think we're enjoying this podcast a lot is because you know you know on Facebook you send pictures or you know you chat a little bit, but you know getting actually to talk and see people again after all these years has been so much fun, and we're like really enjoying getting getting a chance to see everybody again. Yeah. 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 Well, hey Murph, man, it was it was great to have you on here and, and yeah, you guys. see your stories and and uh, man. I I can't tell you how 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 much fun this is just to just to re-trigger and and uh, live the memories again hey everyone the ship is about to set sail which brings us to an end for today we hope that you enjoy the podcast for bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video please visit our youtube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage